My name's Helena Hawke and I'm a Miss Wales 2023 finalist and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. It's Adrian from the Pageant Project, and my special guest for today is a girl who has the best name ever, <laughs> Helena Hawke, um, who's a Miss Wales 2023 finalist. Helena, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am doing very well. How's life in sunny old Wales? Well, it's actually been all right recently. We've had some sun. It's been quite cold, though, but some sun. When you say some <laughs> some what does that mean in what in wales because i as i was telling you i lived in wales for a bit and some sun like one little sliver a whole sunny day i can't believe that well a few days ago actually it was raining in the morning and then it just turned to blissful sunshine but it was still quite cold you know that winter sun you still have to yeah. wear like a jacket but it's nice and warm you can go for a walk so the winter sun that does absolutely nothing. It lights everything up, but you're still freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, just for people who don't know you, let me read out your bio here. This is why I needed to ask you how to pronounce Caerleon. <laughs> so in case you don't know who Helena is, so an ambitious 18-year-old from Caerleon and a Miss Wales 2023 finalist, Helena is a budding humanitarian with a strong passion for sociology and psychology, which she is currently pursuing through her A-level studies. With a family rich in military heritage, it comes as no surprise that Helena aspires to join the forces. She comes from a lineage of military personnel, including her father, mother, uncle, and grandfather, and is deeply inspired by their service and the impact it has had on her life. To fulfill her goal, Helena joined the Royal Air Force Cadets at the age of 14 and has been volunteering there twice a week, working her way up the ranks, she noticed a lack of female cadets and decided to use her platform to empower young women to pursue careers in male-dominated environments. When not studying or volunteering, Helena indulges in her love for photography and serves as the official photographer for her local football team, the Birdwatchers. As a Miss Wales finalist, Helena is determined to raise public awareness about the significance of the RAF, so the Royal Air Force. She intends to host charity events in her squadron to educate women across Wales about the opportunities and skills that can be gained from being part of the RAF community. With her drive and passion, Helena is a young woman to watch in the coming years. I might have written that last part. She didn't write that about herself, <laughs> just in case you're hearing that and going, wow, she thinks highly of herself. And if you want to follow Helena, I'll encourage you to do so. Instagram.com, Helena Hawk. Still, the, just look at the name. It's such a cool name. Can you guess um, what my favorite plane is as well? The Hawk, <laughs> obviously. Oh, I'm not. We'll get onto that in a sec. Okay. I don't know that much about the Hawk, but. Um, and then uh, the cause that obviously Helena is passionate about, the RAF Air Cadets homepage, HTTPS, raf.mod.uk forward slash air cadets. Well, Helena, military. I've done over 300 interviews and I think, and I don't want to be disrespectful if I've forgotten someone, I think you're the first person who I've spoken to who's not in the military yet, but is certainly seeking to have a career aspiring. Mm -hmm. aspiring so there was a brief obviously your family has a rich military uh, heritage but can you tell us more about that and what got you inspired to join yourself so my dad's always sort of pushed me to join any sort of forces and actually he was quite hesitant for me to join the RAF as he's an army boy himself so there's quite a few going on there <laughs> but um I've always went because we go to Remembrance Sunday every year, as you know, my family is all to do with the military and everything like that. Um, I noticed the air cadets and I had a chat with um, one of the squadron leaders that's local to my area. And he was like, oh, why don't you come down? So I did. And I just fell in love with the whole system. And it was just, I never stopped going since then, obviously, four years now. Now, this is something that I never said in an interview. I actually used to be in the Air Cadets myself in school. No way! 
Yeah, and I studied aeronautical engineering. I've been fascinated with planes as long as I can remember. More than trucks or cars, for me, it was always planes. I've flown a plane three times, flown a helicopter once. Oh um, my god! My favorite, my favorite plane is not the Hawk. I was interested in Go American on, what's military your aircraft. Plane? Mine's the F sixteen, the Falcon. It's mm-hmm. uh, it was, it's probably late seventies, early eighties. It's still around now. Um, but I have to ask, what got you as a young lady hooked into the air cadets? Because like back when I joined it, I mean, it you joined it because you knew it would be good for you. You certainly, they didn't put on a show for us that made me go, oh, I really want to join. I joined it because I love planes. Mm-hmm. So what got you especially hooked into the cadets? Honestly, it was the same reason as you, planes. I just always wanted to fly a plane. And it wasn't from a movie like Top Gun where I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> but um it certainly resonated with me and my squadron's really lucky we actually have a flight simulator in-house so we can use that when we're training to go flying ourselves so that's when when my first squadron night we used a flight sim and i was like i'm never going back now when you say flight simulator because obviously back in the day flight simulator was sit in front of a computer and you just have really really bad graphics It, it didn't look real all the way up to now, you can have flight simulators that look incredibly realistic. Mm-hmm. And you can even, one of my friends who's a flight attendant, you, she got to fly in a commercial flight simulator mm-hmm. and she flew over Ireland because she's from Ireland and she could actually pick out buildings that she knew from her childhood yeah. in the flight when, simulator. When I flew, when I flew there, um, you could see all around me because when I flew myself, we did it in St. Athen, which is near Cardiff Barry area. Right. And we um, went over the sea and we did, you know, aerobatics. It was amazing. But if you want to know more about what the setup looks like in my squadron for the simulator, it's it's very high tech, actually. We're very fortunate to have it. Yeah. And it's got an actual seat, everything, this, you know, the steering, everything. And it's got the surround. How screens. do I describe it? Screens. Yes. Yeah. All around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how did that happen? Because that's not a cheap piece of kit. And no. I never would have expected to find that in Wales of all places. Don't quote me, but I believe my squadron won a competition to have the flight sim because not all squadrons in my area have flight sims. I can't, that, that's one hell of a prize to win for a I competition. Know. I know. So how many times have you flown in this simulator? Um, quite a few times now. I can't really remember, but I've flown once right. myself in an actual plane. It is a it's a glider simulator, so not quite commercial. Mm-hmm. So because yep. that's what we get we get to fly as an air cadet. Right. So you're flying. So it's a simulator for a glider. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do takeoff and landing, or does it just start you in the air? Um, we do takeoff and landing. So we know. Well, we don't. With, with air cadets, there's certain levels you can do. So there's yeah. blue bronze, silver, gold, and each of them require a certain, you know, level of skill. But on this simulator, it's quite fun when we have our NCO nights, which is our non-commissioned officer nights. And um, we basically get free reign of having a go. So (laughs) you can imagine the carnage. I was going to say, I have a five-year-old nephew, and any time he gets his hand on any sort of game, whether it's driving a truck or flying a plane, the first thing he decides is crash. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm quite nervous because I'm hosting a charity day at my squadron where, you know, any sort of age can have a go on the flight sim and I know there's going to be many fatalities on our records. No, he, my as I said, my nephew, um, they had a, a big flight simulator, probably about the same size as yours, in the local shopping centre, which is a really big one here in Sydney. And everyone can see the screen on the flight simulator. And um, my brother got, you know, him a session on the simulator. Everyone's watching it. And the first thing he does is fly into the side of a mountain. And everyone's just watching this on the screen. And they're horrified. He's having a great time. I have to admit, when we were doing our PTT training, um, I didn't land on the runway the first few times. <laughs> <laughs> did you land near it or did you land on a road? Did you land in um, a building? Various, various. <laughs> practice the, is practice. This is why we have flight simulators. But for, for me, the taking off yeah. is not too difficult. You, 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 know, you floor it, so to you, speak, and yeah. you pull back, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're flying level. If you're doing aerobatics, that's one thing. But if you're just flying level, yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. It's the landing that always landing was is the most tricky, difficult. really tricky, because the slightest movement can knock you yeah. off your entire path. Yeah, 
So how are your landings now? Are you still landing in paddocks or buildings? Or... I haven't actually been on the flight sim in a while, so I'm going to have to have a go next time I'm at Squadron and let you know. You said you're running a charity event, so mm -hmm. the simulator will, will be at the charity event? Yes, that's the, that's the highlight of the charity event, I reckon. A lot of people are going to be interested in that. You should have a landing competition Imagine. against yourself. <laughs> Against yourself, you're the one who's had the most practice, so you should try and stick the landing first and then see if anyone randomly can do better than yourself. What do you think? These poor little five-year-olds. Oh, they're going to be five years old. Yeah. You never know. You, you don't well, count them any, out Anyone that comes to the charity day is more than welcome to have a go. Uh, is this a charity day that you're doing for Miss Wales? Yes, it is. Raising money for beauty with a purpose. But it also coincides with what I my um, advocacy is which is getting more people involved and I did a study actually in my in Killian <laughs> and um, one person out of 10 knows about air cadets even when it's so local to our area yeah so having the community day will not only raise money for beauty with a purpose but show people what air cadets is about what we can do and hopefully we'll get a few people signed up as well let, let, let's dig into that because, as I said, out of 300 interviews, I think you're, the, you're certainly the first in the air cadets. Um, actually, now that I remember, I did interview, and she's a good friend of mine, someone who's an orthodontist in the U.S. Navy. So I have to remember that um, Dr. Corinne Devon, she's a, she's a doctor as well, if you can believe it. Wow. But let, me, let me ask you the, the really interesting question for me is, obviously, you're entered into Miss Wales, mm -hmm. you're young you're pretty and then you've got air cadets where it kind of is like almost the complete... two worlds colliding it, it's mm -hmm. you know some people go oh i do you know this on the side and then i do something different but you know you walk in the air cadets uh, it's not a runway walk it's very different um the makeup what you can wear and the wardrobe you don't have much say in wardrobe when mm -hmm. it comes to air cadets so do you ever get you must get questions or like sidewise glances when you're in Miss Wales and you say, Oh, I'm in the air cadets, or you're in the air cadets and you say, Oh, I've entered Miss Wales. Do you, do well, you get that? I have got that in the air cadets, as in they're not sure what Miss Wales is, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm actually planning on doing a bit of a presentation for the cadets saying, This is what Miss Wales is, this is what we do. So they have a bit more of an understanding because um I got congratulated in one of our um squadron nights and all of them turned to me and was like what <laughs> they had no idea but it is a part of me and i'm just showing that you can do both but a lot of the miss wales girls are very interested and they're always asking questions about it so that's really nice you think there's any chance you can get any of the miss wales girls to join the cadets i reckon so yeah I think that should be a charity goal. Like you should be able to raise a certain amount of money for each girl that you can conscript, <laughs> conscript into the into the air cadets. When um when your fellow air cadets ask you about Miss Wales, obviously they're not really sure what it is or what mm -hmm. beauty pageants are. How do you how do you explain it to people who are in the air cadets? Because obviously there's a stereotype that people who are interested in flying or the air cadets i don't know in your case but in my case it was predominantly boys there weren't a lot of girls back in the day mm -hmm. um how do you explain it to them why you decided to enter miss wales i just explain it as the same thing i do in air cadets as in you know i'm the female leader in my squadron well i'm not the female leader i am the highest ranking female cadet so I uh, promote empowerment for the younger female cadets. So I explain it in terms of I'm doing the same thing in air cadets, but in Miss Wales, mm. empowering girls. And that's how it really collides. Right. That makes sense. Um, what is your rank in the cadets? I'm a corporal, hopeful sergeant. I've had my interview, so... <laughs> When will you know if you've, you've become a sergeant? Well, I've got I've got to do a junior NCO course first, which is in right. March. So, but I'm a um, acting sergeant at the moment, so fingers crossed. So the proper way to address you is acting sergeant Hawk. No, corporal. <laughs> corporal. <laughs> corporal Hawk. That is so cool. It's just so cool. They just, all the Miss Wales girls should do that when you're there. Just address oh, you God, as Corporal Hawk. No um on, on the subject of miss wales when is it because there's so many pageants happening i have trouble keeping track of all of them is, around the world the so, final is actually april 15th so right coming up two months now or less than two months right how are you feeling excited nervous it's my first pageant so you know i'm a little bit nervous but 
it's exciting. How did you find out a bit about Miss Wales to begin with? Because as you already said, your fellow air cadets had no idea about it. So how did you find out mm -hmm. about it? Well, I had friends of a friends um, do Miss Wales in the past and they, you know, they couldn't speak higher of it. So I did a bit of research myself and then discovered I really want to do this. This is definitely a bit of me. So then I signed up, you know, not really expecting anything. So thought it'd be quite a fun thing to do. And now I'm just engulfed in it all. <laughs> Is there any part of it that has surprised you? I mean, it's your first time, you had no idea what to expect. So what's been the most surprising part of the whole thing? I wouldn't describe it as surprising, more just like, just happy that it's this way. Because there is, because hmm. I've had a few comments, you know, in my squadron, or oh, it's just, you know, the typical, less modern version of a pageant. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, it's definitely brought to light everything that I hoped it would and it's all very empowering and the girls that are involved in it this year are just they're so lovely you've got a very good director as well I have yes, to say which uh, which Border really makes or, amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes or breaks the system um so let me ask you a theoretical question end of this year so 10 mm -hmm. months from now what would you what what would have been Helena's perfect year with your cadets with Miss Wales with everything else you're doing how, describe your perfect 2023 okay so definitely would be winning Miss Wales because that would give me the platform to go around to schools and I'm doing that regardless of if I won or not um, but it would just give me the leverage um, and then I definitely like to have the sergeants by hopefully early this year and then hopefully going on to um, flight sergeant by the end of the year. Hopefully looking forward to Miss Wales if that was an option. But yes, it, my focus this year is Miss Wales and hopefully getting a promotion. That sounds amazing. Um, I need to go back to planes for a second. So have you um, <laughs> have you actually flown a plane yet, like a real one? Mm -hmm. a, a glider which is you know a real plane it has an engine and things oh, like yeah. that but yeah yeah i'm not thinking like a paper plane like a paper glider um <laughs> I think so when, when, when i say go. plane i think a lot of people think oh commercial plane massive thing but yeah. i've shown i've there's a picture of me with standing next to the plane and i'm the same height as it so when um when was how old were you when you had your first flying experience well, I actually had one planned before COVID, but that two years put an abrupt to everything. So unfortunately, my first, well, fortunately, unfortunately, my first flying yeah. experience was when I was 17, just in 17. Right. And mm -hmm. how, how was that? Because I can tell from personal experience, the first time you get to go up in a plane and you're kind of, it's you're incredible. not flying by yourself. There's no, there's no other way to describe it. And it's everything I hoped it would be. And then it's also, how amazing. was your first experience? I just remember my my face was hurting from the amount I was smiling. I know um, the captain who was sat next to me, he was like, are you okay? Are you enjoying it? You're not going to be sick. And okay. I was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was loving have, it. Have you watched, like, how did you get interested in planes to begin with? Because for me, you know, typical boy interested in anything that blows up and you know it's either nades it's mm -hmm. warships tanks or or planes and you know i got interested in it and then i love the idea of flying always have if i could mm -hmm. have one superpower i want to be flying how did you get interested in planes to so my uncle was in the raf actually and um yep. of course what what else is an uncle gift to six-year-old helena a bag full of raf goodies including you know a world war ii compass plane models, <laughs> things like that. And then, you know, when he's constantly talking about it, giving me books, it's hard to avoid and not be interested. What do you think, I mean, your family, obviously it's got, you have a rich military heritage history mm -hmm. in your family. Um, what is it like having that? I have no idea what it's like to have a family member in the military. I've spoken to a few people in America, not in the UK, who are very much, you know, military families. Mm -hmm. But can you describe to someone who has no idea about the military or the Air Force or the Navy or anything like that, what is it like to have that sort of military heritage in your family? How do you feel it affected your upbringing? So there's a lot of discipline. <laughs> I'm always taught if you're 10 minutes late, if you're 10 minutes early, you're already five minutes late. 
So I'm always very early to everything, very on the ball. Um, my dad had a notebook. I had a, I've had a notebook to write to do lists every day since I could remember. I, I'm obsessed with everything organizational. My desk is just stacked with notebooks and just discipline. And um, how do I describe it? It's just it is a way of life. If I'm not sounding cringy. But it affects every day. And, you know, we have an office with all of my dad's um, army and things he's done. Have you seen Kingsman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Harry. Yeah. And he has all like the newspapers. It's very much like if I was in my dad's office right now, they'd just be surrounded by uh, plaques and things like that that he's been involved with. But it's, it, it definitely affects everyday life. And I love it. When when you when you say the word discipline, some people will like positive or negative connotations. I think some people hear the word discipline and they go, "Oh, that just sounds like Helena had to do all this stuff and never had any fun in her life." I look at discipline, particularly growing up, as a very very important like trait to develop, and that's one of the reasons to go into the cadets is to develop not only discipline but respect. Mm -hmm. You know, for the chain of command. Sometimes you, you well, a lot of the time you got to do stuff that you don't yeah. want to do. So when I when you say the word discipline, for you I imagine it's a positive. It's word. it's more of like respect to other people. So if you're mm. late, that affects other people. If you do a certain thing, that affects other people. It's more of like having respect for yourself is having respect for others. So I wouldn't say it was discipline in terms of shouting or things like that. It was quite the opposite, actually. My mum would give me a very, she'd say it in a certain way and you know you had to do that. So it wasn't it wasn't any way, you know, the typical discipline, shouting, anything like that. And I imagine that you have friends your age or thereabouts who aren't in the cadets who maybe don't show up on time all the time. And My best friend, poor Darcy. <laughs> She'll kill how, me now. <laughs> how, see, how do, because I'm somewhat like yourself. I mean, as I said, I was in the cadets and I like it for people to turn up on time so we can get started. And as you said, it's a sign of respect. So when there are other people, bless them, um, who, who don't have that, I'm not saying they disrespect, but they just cannot, for some reason, seem to turn up to time, on time for anything. How does that make you feel? I used to really struggle with it when I was little because I've it's it's ingrained into me now and it gets me yeah. quite upset when people aren't on time. Um, yeah. But for example, one of my friends for my mum's retirement party, I told her it started an hour and a half before it actually started, so she showed up on time. <laughs> <laughs> I no word of a lie, no word of a lie. An hour and a half. No, genuinely, yeah. And then she turned up on time. Ten minutes early, actually. Do you then explain like to them what what you did, or do they have no idea? I I did let her know, but um, she just thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't, I'd say I this is one thing with with I don't want to say young people these days because that sounds like such an old fart sort of thing to say, but I mean even when it, it's it crosses over into pageantry as well because in pageantry they'll say you know ten minutes. 10 minutes early you're on time on time is late that sort of a thing so i think that's going to serve you well going into pageantry it's mm -hmm. just turning turning up to time on things but what other personality traits do you feel because i normally ask people you know through their pageant career how have they developed what have they learned blah 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 this is your first pageant experience so i'm going to turn it around and say through your time in the cadets like how has that shaped who helen or hawk is because i've got to imagine it's had a huge effect on who you are yeah so definitely through uniform as well is a huge thing that cadets learn so how you present yourself is how you're going to be not treated but how you're going to be viewed so having your shoes polished properly having everything ironed it just represents who you are and what you're about because in cadets if your shoes aren't polished they're just going to send you home so you, it's little things like that that teach you how to correctly present yourself and feel confident in yourself if you've got your shoes nicely done your irons you've got the creases down your trousers you feel good you are good and you know it all goes there on the, on the subject of shiny shoes i got you to send me through a few photos so i actually <laughs> do have um let's let's see so here in terms of shiny shoes 
let me remove this. So Ooh, can you zoom in? Can you zoom in? On those, look at those. Look at those. You can, you can see yourself through those. I think that's not too bad. Not too. <laughs> that's I'm, a subtle way of I'm saying mine are shinier. <laughs> we have shoe yeah. shining competitions. All right, you have to delve. You have to delve into more information on that. Describe to me a shoe shining competition. <laughs> so it usually happens the week before Remembrance Day because you know Remembrance Day, the most important date in the calendar for Air Cadets. Um, and there's chocolate to be won, obviously. And <laughs> we have about two hours of straight polishing. And whoever we have um, first, second, third, and whoever wins just gets a little bar. Well, not little, massive bar of chocolate. In two hours, are you shining one pair of shoes? Are you shining as many shoes as you can? Like, how is a competition? It varies. Judged? The longest I've ever spent polishing my shoes was probably in lockdown when I had a lot of time on my hands, was probably about three hours a day for two weeks. <laughs> okay. So does it does it take that long to polish them properly or for you, you has it sort of become a, like stripped, a relaxation mm -hmm. thing like you can it's, just lose yourself in it it's definitely therapeutic and when you see those results it's definitely worth it and then you also have to think about um adding a layer of brown polish then black polish because it gives that depth and then you've got to add the mirror shine and then you know if you're going straight from stripped which is boiling a kettle over your shoes and then wiping it down so from pure leather to like a solid thick layer of bullying, um, it does take a while. I had no idea it was that involved. Um, mm. So how do you feel about people then who don't have shiny shoes? It's a sore subject. <laughs> I was going to say, I was reading a study, I don't know if it was an official study somewhere, but they did say one of the things that girls as a, in general one of the first things I notice is a guy's shoes. Now, m most guys I know don't know how to polish their shoes, let alone polish should them. Should I do a like little tutorial on my Instagram? <laughs> I, I think you should, but like, yeah. do you, we already talked about the running late. So, I mean, just in general. So we've got a photo of you here. Why don't you describe what's actually happening here first? Give give us a context. Okay, so this is in Kalian and this is our Remembrance Day parade. So we're on our way to the church here for the service. And um, I've got the wreath there to lay down by the, by the church. And then we've got um, our flight sergeant that's leading us and then the cadets that are behind me. So, yeah. And what sort of... Um just in terms of discipline and things like that so you you were talking about the uniform before we were talking about polishing your shoes what goes into presenting yourself properly for the cadets in terms of getting ready well that's my greens are different so greens are what you know most people would know as combat mm -hmm. um you know the camo print yeah and um, they are very easy to get ready for they might you know on a on a busy day they're my quickest ones to get ready for for cadets for a parade night but blues right. take a lot more they're more of um how would i say um more for a fancy dress if we yep. have a special occasion and then yep. we've got the light blue collar which is for number one blues which um you can't really see my collar now i have got a new collar now because yeah. you couldn't see it before um and it was basically it's it represents what the air cadets are and you can see i'm you can see there's another girl behind me she's wearing a skirt also but we can wear the slacks as well the trousers right so you get a choice as to which mm -hmm. one you want to wear um well, I'm just fascinated by the shoes because I have a uh, I have a pair of shoes that I wear to pageants, and I always like them to be shiny. But I have to, I might have to get some tips from you because I'm sure I don't put a, as much effort into shining my shoes as anywhere my dad just... goes formal. He always gets me to do them. <laughs> do you do you enjoy doing it? Because it sounds like yeah, you do. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I never asked this before, but if I have a pair of dress shoes. And, you know, mm -hmm. they need to be shiny for a pageant. Ship them and over. I... Ship them over. <laughs> Look, I, I take I take care of my things. 
Um, <laughs> that's important to me, but I certainly am not polished because I only wear them really at pageants because mm -hmm. normally I'm quite active. I'm out and about, so I'm wearing sneakers, running shoes all the time. Um, and then when you're traveling a lot, sometimes the shoes get scuffed or you're yeah. out and you're traveling. I and feel your scuffed. pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how, how can I bring up those shoes to look like new? Because they do okay. sometimes look a little worn. Okay. So how much polish have you got on them right now? Not much because I, I don't know okay. how to, I, I only put a little bit of polish on when I see a scuff and okay. I'm talking about get a brush and a little bit of polish and then that's it. So what I'd advise you to do is get a kettle and um, pour boiling water over the tips of the shoes, you know, the cap. And then yeah. um, when it's softened, get a kitchen roll or a soft cloth and remove all of the um, remaining polish. And then what you want to do is get a buffing brush. Well, you know, like a stipple brush first and then stipple. Yeah. Um, black polish or whatever color your shoes are into the shoe and then um, you want to get a buffing brush buff all the excess off and then you want to get a cloth um, this can be a, any rag of cotton but I've got yep. like this special one that has like it's, it's, it's a really do. nice cloth <laughs> for Christmas last year I, I asked for a um, bullying kit <laughs> so I've got all the fancy gear now um, so, but you can use any old um, cloth really and then you want to Oh, I wish I had something. I wish I had it to demonstrate because I just do it automatically. So you want to get the cloth and wrap it around your fingers and twist your fingers like this, yep. Yep, and yep. then it's tight here. And then you yep. want to dip a little bit, just the tiniest bit, with the polish. And then you want to um, have a little pot of water as well, tiniest dip into the water, and then go in tiny circular motions. But if you search it on YouTube, there'll be a much more in depth, uh, <laughs> in depth tutorial. Just search sure bullying shoes. Bullying, what is it? Bullying shoes. Bullying shoes, yeah. And then if you want to go really fancy, you can buy products like Mirror Shine, um, things like that. But How never, long? never buy the wax because that will destroy your shoes. Because people cheat in cadets, and I know when people cheat. I know when the cadets cheat when they put wax to make them shiny. <laughs> I like this. You're like a shoe savant. You, I, I love speaking to people who have such like in-depth knowledge of just like one area that no one would ever think about. Like I have several areas that are like that. For me, it's like tennis because I was a tennis coach. So I know so mm -hmm. much about all the tennis racket and the string yeah, and things like that. At least that's kind of useful. Well, pulling's useful. Well, <laughs> you, you wear shoes more often than you play tennis. Um, but so I need to go back to the first. So the first thing you said is to pour boiling water on yes. the shoe and on the so shoe. what you you strip off all the polish that's yeah if on you want to if you want to really go for a clean slate and get a real because right. if the problem is if you've scuffed them and you've got dirt yeah. on them you don't want to be rubbing dirt into your shoe because otherwise it will scuff the bull and you won't get that shine you won't get that right. mirror um you'll just end up with these little cracks in your shoe so if you just want to start from fresh my yeah. advice would be to pour boiling water all over them obviously I, I put my hand in the shoe. I probably shouldn't while I'm pouring boiling water over the top. But um, <laughs> and then you can grab a kitchen, you know, kitchen cloth or any old rag and just wipe it off very gently. Make sure you've got no dirt on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that doesn't ruin the shoe. Pour, pour as long as it's leather. No, not at all. As long as it's leather. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, I had no idea. So you basically strip all the. Oh, no, it makes a certain amount of sense, even metaphorically speaking. Like it's what really, we're taught. <laughs> you got to get rid of the old to to bring in the new. So you put in all that effort, like you said, one time three hours to polish a shoe. How long does it stay like you want it to? So you go out once and it's ruined, or a week, a it month. It really like... can depend on the event because after I put that amount that amount of work in for the Remembrance Day, yeah. um after remembrance day they were ruined because we were walking over grass because i had to put the uh, wreath down over yeah. grass they were cracked oh and my mum, she um she came up to me to give me a hug it was very nice but she, she stepped on, on she stood on my shoe i we don't talk about it because it'll make me cry <laughs> i i did have to strip them after that but if we're talking on like a general basis i could wear yeah. them for a, for a good few months as long as i kept it up Ah, with a bit of okay. maintenance for a few yeah. like a, a good few weeks yeah i have to say i feel your pain in terms of people stepping on your shoes because when i go to pageants with my newly shined shoes i mean i don't put in nearly the effort that you do <laughs> 
but you know the girls you're wearing your heels and you kind of you've got enough problems not standing on your own dress train yeah and then everyone wants a photo and you just you feel someone stepping like especially on the side of your shoe yeah and then the heel drags along the whole side of the shoe and you end up with like a I don't know if it's a scuff, but it just seemed to take the polish off in one straight line. And the rest of the night you're going, you're trying to clean. I don't know if you do, but you're trying to like polish yeah. it off with a napkin or something. And it just doesn't, it no. doesn't work. <laughs> so did you, I'm not, how did you react when your mom stood on the shoe? It sounds like you had a bit of a I traumatic like, experience there. Well, it was just before we went in the church and we had to, you know, do a little service. So I was like, I'm <laughs> I, I was trying not I was trying to keep it in, but I have been known to be quite upset about someone scuffing my shoes before. <laughs> Do you start yelling? Do you No, start... no, no. But um they will be polishing or fixing my shoes. <laughs> but I've done the same, you know, your turn comes around when I first joined Cadets, there's people above me, scuff yeah. their shoes, things happen. I've been told to go home with their shoes and polish them. It is what it is. <laughs> Wow. Okay. But you see, it's yeah. funny. You you say this and some people will think it sounds horrible, but now I'm really fascinated to learn how to polish a shoe properly. It, when you learn, it is, it's very therapeutic. I mean, mm -hmm. I imagine that you can do something else whilst you're polishing it, right? You could watch TV or something. Or yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, I need to look this up now. I don't know why, but I need to <laughs> learn how to polish. I almost feel like going out and buying a new, a new pair of shoes. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a like when, especially when you go to pageants, and I'm sure it's with the cadets. I mean, cadets, obviously, you you need to present yourself properly, but in pageants, is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the attire is somewhat different, but a lot about is just same principle. Yeah, but it's especially with the guys. I, I I often see guys turning up, and you know, the girls go on to all the effort of looking as amazing, and the guy turns up in a tux that doesn't fit, hasn't ironed his shirt, and the shoes are mm -hmm. like sneakers, and it just like I don't like it. I mean, to each their own. But yeah. I just like it when someone puts an in effort into anything. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's what it is for me. Like, if you're going to do anything. Do it properly. Do it. Yeah, do it properly. Do it to the yeah. best of your ability. And I think Definitely. that's just a, an element of you feel good about yourself when you exactly. do that. And I think that, if you that's look certainly... good, you feel good, you do good. It yeah, comes absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now, you've got another couple of photos here. Let me just see if I can bring them up. What's happening here? This is my first flying experience, actually, in St. Athen. That kit was is much heavier than it looks. It, uh, <laughs> it's so heavy. Uh, how long did it, does it take you to get into that? Because well, the first time I went flying, I was a civilian. Ten minutes, wow. So is that all protective gear? Is that why it needs to so... be so thick? Can you see it's got like yellow and black right by here? That is if you um fall well not fall out of the plane, but if you need to get out of the plane, you, you fall out. <laughs> you fall out of the plane. <laughs> that would have to be an extreme unprecedented <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> yeah. And then what have we got? Um can you see the white so in my leg? That yeah, is what's... a sick bag. <laughs> oh. Did you have to yeah. use that? No, no. Things like things like flying and aerobatics don't phase me. Thank God. That's probably a useful attribute to have. Yeah. Flying. The um the tail is slightly unusual. I've not seen because the um normally the planes that I've flown this flap, not a flap. I can't remember what it's called, but that divide would go all the way to the top. This one looks like this is a glider. You said. Yes. So it's it's a very minimal plane. So everything yeah. on it is very, you know, just as it needs to be, <laughs> nothing fancy. Yeah, it's the first flying experience I had it was very random. I was on the tennis court, actually, and I was just talking Casual. to one of this. Yeah, I was, on, I was talking to one of my students, and I have quite a loud voice, apparently. Um, and I was saying how much I wanted to learn how to fly a plane. And the gardener, of all things, the gardener heard me. And when I came, and we were good friends, when I came off the court, he said, oh, I booked a flying lesson for you because, you know, I overheard you saying that. I'm like, what? And his mate um, had an ex-Soviet, like, fighter trainer, the one day. So it wasn't a glider. It was, oh, <laughs> my God. Your, your jaw is like this. It was basically a giant engine on a really rickety, rusty chassis. Like, you talk about falling out of the plane. This one, you, you, you put your seatbelt on, but you can feel the air 
going through and like the, the windows you didn't can, close you can, all the you way. can feel the air in a glider as yeah. well yeah and then the, the noise was ridiculous because it's a giant mm -hmm. old-fashioned engine and i don't know about your first flying experience and you said your stomach is pretty good uh we went up in the air took off that was fine and then he goes oh so you know a little bit about flying do you like you know how to fly i said well yeah i, I i've seen it done right on the flight simulators you know you pull back all yeah. that general thing. so he goes all right well you fly then and mom okay were you already so now, up in the air at this point? yeah 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 oh, I, okay. I didn't do that i didn't do the takeoff i wouldn't want to yeah. do that but then i'm in control of this like soviet fighter plane in the air and then he says oh do you know how to do a barrel roll i love like, barrel rolls but it was just like do you know how to it's one of those questions you go yes i know how to do one you mean you want me to do, do one it. and then you know <laughs> you just get the stick and we were flying upside down oh at one like my stomach is usually pretty good but at one stage we were flying upside down, not pulling a somersault, yep. just flying upside down. I've done that and before. It's amazing. You it's can you just moment. look up. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. You, well, you look, you see your death. You look it's down. Like you, you, you had the parachute on. I mean, I didn't have a parachute on. And all I'm, I'm in this like rickety seatbelt, like harness, and this little glass cockpit. And I'm just like, because there's no G pulling you back into the seat, so I'm hanging there, and I'm just like. This is amazing, oh but I don't know how I feel about this. So that was my first flying experience. We were doing barrel rolls, somersaults, and then he yeah, it's did just the amazing, isn't it? And I came out of that. I, when you got out of the plane, were your legs a bit funny? Because that's what I remember. Like they not only the adrenaline, like, bars, yeah, but you're a little you, bit you like can, sea you legs. Just like, mm -hmm. It's like when you go ice skating and then you put your normal shoes back on. That's how I yeah. describe it. Or like roller skating or something like that. You don't you don't feel like it's not because you're so nervous. It's just because they're. Oh. I think it's just adjustment to it's the adrenaline, natural ground. Mm -hmm. I think you. I think you have such an adrenaline rush, and then when you yeah. when you it's like fight or flight. Even it though it's really not is. bad, it's amazing. But when you come down, have you ever been like skydiving or parachuting? No, but I'd love to. You can actually do that with air cadets. Oh, do it. I think yeah, I'd love to do it because be that, that also has that same sort of thing like you're obviously jumping out of a plane and then you hit the ground and then like it takes a while for things to start yeah. working normally again just because you've had such a rush i think i just have to push myself off it because you think too much about it don't you but oh, oh the... they, don't, they, don't, they don't let you do that so what happens is oh, the first time i went probably the first time you go you do tandem skydiving so you got someone who knows yeah. what they're doing with you mm -hmm. so you're, you're harnessed to them you're on the front they're yeah. at the back then you go to the door, and this is a trick, I'll tell you, they all do this. They go, all right, on the count of three, we're going. One, two. <laughs> One, bang, on two, right? Because what happens if they get to three, everyone no, 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 grips no. the side of the door, and they can't get out. So you all, now I've been twice or three times, I can't remember, but I'll tell you, they will kick you out on two, or they won't I even count you down. I prefer that. I prefer it just to be, you know, and then you can actually enjoy the experience then, because the worst part of it is to actually get out. <laughs> that yeah but that that's the moment when you also feel most alive though i gotta tell you because you i'll have we to did experience a ten, it for myself a ten, it was a ten thousand foot jump for us we had ten thousand or i think six thousand and ten thousand has more free fall time and when you're in a plane as you've been but you're at the side of the door and you know you're jumping out and you just look out there's a lot of wind obviously and you just this yeah. ground looks so small like buildings are the size of like little like like that mm -hmm. lego blocks mm -hmm. and then you just realize you're about to jump out of a perfectly functioning plane that's when you it's yeah. not it's not scary though for me it's exhilarating in a way that other people they're terrified of it they'd never do it. it's like on bucket mm -hmm. list sort of thing but for me it's like it's just i don't know it's a it's a sensation that i don't think you can get anywhere else i definitely want to do it before you know <laughs> i should well do it, do it for a celebration. Do it for your next birthday. Don't don't get another shoe shining kit. Go go do a <laughs> skydive. <laughs> I mean, I know you love your shoe shining, but this one will be a little bit more adventurous. Oh, it won't last as long. I'm going to get that now. I'm going to get teased. <laughs> no, I really see. I, I respect that because, as I said, I, I respect anyone who takes a deep interest in something. Because so often these days, we're interested in things for such a short period of time. It's really superficial. So anyone mm. who actually takes the time to master any skill it i had that they have my respect because i think that takes a lot of well as you said discipline and dedication mm -hmm. i don't think if you, if you don't have discipline you can't go deep in anything because eventually you hit a wall where yeah. oh i can't be bothered with this anymore it's boring 
but you just keep doing it because that's what you want to do. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, you probably will get teased. Oh, there's a simulator. That was actually in St. Athens on my PTT training, not in my squadron. Wow. You know what? I didn't realize that was a simulator. It looks so realistic. I mean, look. Well, I mean, they outside. certainly had an upgrade since you were in cadets then. Well, yeah, no, I thought this was an actual play. <laughs> so this is a simulator, huh? Look at all that. Yeah, wow. that was so fun. My, um, my squadron definitely did not have a simulator. I've <laughs> never actually been in a simulator like that before. That does does it move at all, or is it just um, certain ones do? But this this particular one is stationary. But honestly, when you're in it, it does feel like it's moving because you know yeah. all the visuals are there the, and you're you're yeah. turning it. It it does feel like you are moving. Wow. This has really made me want to get back into flying more. I did want to get my <laughs> pilot's license, but it takes, um, it's not the dedication it takes. I mean, it does take that, it takes some time, but it costs quite a lot of money if it's, you're not doing yeah. it through the, mm -hmm. um, if you're not doing through the air cadets. But yeah. um, I mean, I, I need to ask you, so where, where do you see, I asked you a perfect 2023, but where do you see yourself? Like, where would you like to see yourself in, let's say two years, three years, five years from now? Definitely enrolled in the RAF. I mean, everyone wants to be a pilot when, when they think of, oh, I want to join the RAF. Everyone says they want to be a pilot. But yeah. for me, that would be, you know, the absolute dream. But I quite, I'm very interested, as, as I said, um, the humanitarian studies, psychology, and being a counsellor in the RAF. So you can actually be in the RAF, but counsel people who are also in the RAF. So yeah. that is something that is definitely calling to me. So that's where I see myself, hopefully. Do you... Um... I have no idea. Do the armed forces, are they pretty good at providing the mental health support? Because obviously yes. you're, at the ra you're at the ragged edge of what humans can do to one another when you're in the military and it's often mm -hmm. not pretty. Um, so are they pretty good these days at providing mental health support? Yes, they are. They have chaplains at every base. So right. that's what I'd like to do. And um, yeah, you can get support anytime you need it. And not only in the, in the RAF, but in air cadets as well. There's so yeah. much support going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because obviously there's a big, um, there are ongoing issues in America with uh, military veterans coming back with PTSD and they can't get mm -hmm. the support they need. Um, and it's really, really sad because yeah. these people have, you know, dedicated their life to serving the country and then the country doesn't look after them. So I'm glad to hear that. What hopefully would be the... Hopefully do a better job. Hopefully. Um, what would be the career path? So what, what steps would you have to go through in order to get to be a counsellor in the so RAF? I'd like to go through the RAF, do apprenticeships where you can go through uni and um, come out with a job at the end of it. So mm -hmm. that would definitely be my preferred path. So yeah, going through the applications once I've done my A-levels. Right. And would there be much travel involved with that? Like, would you be deployed at different bases? How does that work? Yeah, you could do. I think it depends whether you do part-time or full-time, you know, or part-time reserve. But I'd like to do full-time and hopefully I get to travel along with that. Right. Well, okay. That's amazing. Um, the other thing that you had on your bio is, we haven't talked about this at all. It sounds like you do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> your love for photography and you serve as the official photographer for the local football team, the Bird Watchers. So tell yes. us a bit about that. So along with my dad, um, he has quite a budding passion for photography and he has a few cameras. So I remember when I was quite young being, you know, interested and wanting to have a go myself. And then, you know, I started to get decent and then I did my yearbook photos for all my yearbook, including like friendship group photos like on the schoolyard and things like that. And I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and part of that in turn most of the boys in my year are in this one specific football team so um they asked me to take some photos of them which i was happy to do because i really enjoyed doing it anyway and they got yeah. to have some cool shots for their instagram and things like that so yeah what sort of camera are you using is it like an old school with film is it a modern like, no, it's, a, it's a modern it's a nikon mm -hmm. a d13 nice. so yeah so you know it's a nice range of where it's it's nice enough to take good photos, but it's not, you know, something crazy. 
How does it feel for you? So obviously you've done a lot of photography. I mean, if you're, if you're wielding a camera like that, then obviously you have a certain love for photography. How does it feel being on the other side of, of the lens, so to speak? Because I know you've done a few Definitely shoots and obviously different. at Miss Wales. Yeah? How Definitely did it feel different. Because I, I think my the first time that I was in front of a camera was with Danny at the Miss Wales Welcome Day. And it mm. did feel kind of strange, but I am loving it. I re I'd really like to do, do more into that sort of side of it. But I'd also, you know, maybe in the future, I'd like to maybe follow in Danny's footsteps and become a pageant photographer. But at the moment, my focus is on Miss Wales. How does it feel taking directions to when, when someone, so when Danny's taking photos of you, I imagine that she's giving you directions. Mm -hmm. Does it, was that something that you've ever done something like that before? Because obviously in the cadets, you're not given like, oh, pose like this and look sultry, yeah. look, look fierce. <laughs> you, that, you never get told that. So was it a bit weird being told how to pose I, or the I angles? I think um, having done a bit of photography, obviously not up to the level that Danny does it, um, myself, I sort of understood what she was seeing from her yeah. side of the lens. So I think it did give me a little bit of an advantage because as I was moving, I knew what, you know what she was seeing and things like that so it was kind of weird though how did it how did it feel when you got the photos back i i it definitely made me feel empowered and it, it was like oh my gosh who is that because i'm used to my um the only headshot i had before was my raf my cadet portal my pass to get into mod basis is that like a driver's license level of yeah. bad photo? Yeah. <laughs> it was just me in my uniform, like. <laughs> yeah, so a bit different getting mm -hmm. um, your passion photos back. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Um, well, Helena, we will move towards the close. But just before we do that, is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to? All the girls, Miss Wales 2023 finalists. <laughs> will you be will you be available to polish any shoes girls if you need me you know where to come you know where to find me actually that's a question i've never heard i've never thought of do girls polish their tippy tops like their high heels i've never i polish my shoes all the time but i've I never think, actually seen a girl polishing her shoes i don't think so because i think mostly high heels are um you know fake leather and things like that oh yeah they're not actual leather. Hmm. Mm -hmm. okay but if you so you're volunteer, you should do a charity drive. Me, don't do it. Don't do it for free. Do it. <laughs> do it to raise money for beauty with a purpose. That's a great you know. idea, actually. <laughs> How? What, what would we say? I mean, you put three hours of work into it. <laughs> Are we talking ten pounds an hour for charity? I could really I stretch it out then. <laughs> I think I think that's more than reasonable. So, if you if you want to help Helena raise money for a good cause, go to her. Well, that, tell, you know. Tell the people about the charity event first. So if they want to go the, go there, how can they how can they join? Okay, so I if you follow me on Instagram, there'll be updates there. But we haven't set a date exactly yet. But the charity event evolves. Um, you can have a go on our flight sim. There'll be paper making competition, paper playing making competitions, STEM activities, building towers, band opportunities as well because we have squadron band in our wing level as well. So there's oh, wow. the snare, the glockenspiel, the glockenspiel, which I play as well for my squadron band. Um, so, yeah, it'll just be a nice community day. And hopefully we'll get a few new recruits as well whilst raising money for Beauty with a Purpose. So you, you haven't said an exact date, but where is it going to be just so people know? Killian, the Killian Squadron. If you search that on um, okay. Google, then also the details will be on my Instagram once I post about it. If I was in the area, I would definitely go because I'd like to fly in the simulator. <laughs> You'd like to have a go on the sim. <laughs> yeah, and I used to make paper planes all the time, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, specifically to see who which one could fly the longest, and I just became fascinated with trying to you know take a piece of paper and see how long I could. We have I a even prize made... for flare, and we have a prize for distance. I would. I don't have the flare. I did make some um, boats out of paper. Uh, and that that went well as well, like making a little war. Anyway, I'm revealing far too much about myself. Uh, let's go to the final 10 questions, just random questions. So here they are. Number one, what is your favorite word? Pilly pala. <laughs> it's a Welsh word for butterfly. It just sounds really nice when you go pilly pala. 
Never heard that one. The only Welsh word I think I've heard in interviews is kutch, which is oh, hug, yes. right? Hug. Mm-hmm. And then or the other go, one. Pilipala. Pilipala. The other one that, that really long, what's that long place name? Oh, I remember is that it ends go, in go, go, go. go. <laughs> That's all I remember. Um, so number two, what is your least favorite word? Crisp. I don't like it when you can hear like mad sounds. So when people say crisp, it's not for me. So I'm assuming you don't like ASMR then. Oh no. You don't like the sounds of chewing in your ear and all Absolutely that. not. No. No. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh number three, in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? I'd have to say flying. <laughs> Typical answer, but I'd have to say flying. Well, I think it's an expected answer from you. It's certainly not a typical answer for most pageant <laughs> girls. I mean, most most pageant girls, if I talk to, talk to tell them about what's it like jumping out of a plane for a skydive, they sound terrified. You looked really excited. So that, it's not to <laughs> you. You're like, oh, tell me more. I want to do this. Other people are like, oh, I'd never do that. Uh, number four. So that was what turns you on. Number four, what turns you off? Poorly polished shoes. Polish shoes. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> <I> predicted that. <laughs> oh, just dear. bad uh, uniform. <laughs> bad uniform you... in general. The creases on your trousers have to be... Sometimes you is put it... cornstarch on them as well to make them properly creased. Wow. That's next level. But is it mm -hmm. worse for you when someone is just dressed absolutely terribly or when there's like one thing that's off? It's probably more frustrating when one thing's off because you're so close. Yeah. And when we're doing inspection, it's like, oh, come on. And we have this little prank um, in our squadron. So on our berries, we have this little badge with, um, you know, the Air Force Air Cadets on them. And um, we flip them upside down Wait, and I then you that. fail inspection. <laughs> I, I, I knew as soon as you said that, yeah. I know what the prank's going to be. It's just going to be like, like yeah. that. I'm glad to see some things haven't changed. I mean, even though I was in the air cadets in Australia, some things just never, never mm. change. <laughs> um, can't let you go for one second. Uh, number mm. five, what sound or noise do you love? Mm. Oh, that's a really tricky one. I do really like the sound of heels on like floor, like click, clack, click, clack. Okay. You know, we very, very strange, but, um, you know, when we're all walking, me and the girls, and you go click, clack, click, clack. It's very nice. Almost sounds like the sound of marching all in time. <laughs> click, clack, <laughs> click, clack. You'd uh, be surprised with, like, training and pageant walks, how similar, like, the structure is to um, marching and just, like, the mm. poise and, you know, having to, you know, sit up straight, having, you know, by the end of ATC Sunday, which yeah. is our... Um, annual event for air cadets you know the birthday of air cadets you're standing there for two hours and you're like rocking back and forth but it's good practice because yeah. your feet do hurt by the end of it yeah no i'm not i'm not surprised i think there's a lot more in common between a lot of things than people realize i mean mm -hmm. a walk is a walk is a walk i mean you need posture there's yeah. no walk that looks better if you're slouched over and then there's a lot of timing and there are certain things like walking confidently not losing your balance yes. all that stuff so it wouldn't surprise me. And then standing on your standing for a long time is very painful. Walking is okay. It hurts. People yeah. don't realize. Yeah. No. I'd much rather it's be walking constantly for two hours and standing constantly for two hours. Yeah. I, I say that because when I was coaching tennis, if you have the really little ones, you don't really move because they can barely hit the ball. So you end up standing there for even an hour. And if you just stand for an hour, it's really bad because you everything just locks up. But if you go walking for three or four hours, you're fine. We I place bets on um, people in our squadron who's going to fall over first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How, what do you mean fall over? You mean faint? I mean pass out. <laughs> yeah. It's a, have you ever passed out? No. Luckily, I've got the technique where you have to like rock back, back and forth. So how long, if, if this was for charity or for a world record, how long do you think you could stand? If it was for charity, I'd have to do it forever, I think. I think I could you do couldn't it do it forever. How, so how long do you, a few days? Mm -hmm. I give myself let's say let's say eight hours, and then anything above that's a bonus. 
I'm tempted to, to fund a charity. <laughs> I've got many charity ideas for you, polishing shoes and seeing how long Helena can stand. You set before, me up now. <laughs> before she falls over. Oh, no. I was thinking fainting. But anyway, um, that's a sound or noise that you love. What about what sound or noise do you hate? Mm. Oh, I've just thought of one that's just popped into my head. Is that, you know, when people's shoes don't quite fit them properly and they scuff their feet along the floor, they don't pick their feet up. That really frustrates me. It's, it's so funny because I hate that too. Because I, I just, I feel when someone's dragging their feet, you know, we were talking about discipline and respect. Slovenly. Yeah, yeah, it just sets all those other things off. Like, I feel like I know the person yeah based on the way they walk mm -hmm. and if you can't be bothered and picking if you're your a shoes slow up, walker as well well game out. well i don't <laughs> want i don't like, like people who walk. run walk no. like, I, I don't like people who are scurrying sure everywhere because then it looks like you're out of control but yeah. the worst walkers for me not only they're slow but they have no sense of direction and they're just kind of like aimlessly wandering all over the place and you can't get past them that mm -hmm. for me really sets me off mm -hmm. i completely understand that one this is uh, revealing far too much about our personalities here and everyone now knows how to trigger us. I'm sure this is a really, I would just walk really slowly, wear scuffed shoes and drag them along the floor. Like, um, number seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? It'd have to be flying, wouldn't it? Flying. Yeah, Every answer is the same here. <laughs> can't, can't talk about flying so much and then not pick flying. Um, number eight, what job? other than your own, would you most like to attempt? Probably like forensics or like detective, you know, crime scene, murder cases. I find that fascinating. I'm not laughing at you. I'm only laughing because every single one of you gives me that answer. Like, what would you like to do? I'd like <laughs> to be basically in CSI. I'd like to study serial killers. I'm like, what's wrong with all this? Someone told me it's not a pageant girl thing. Apparently, it's just a girl thing. I think it is because, like, You're sometimes me and my friends just watch murderers. like Netflix documentaries on like true crime. Mm -hmm. Like, have you, what was it? There's a documentary on Dharma, I think, on Netflix, a serial Ooh. killer. He was notorious, I think, for eating his victims yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I think like, that's a bit far. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to know there's a line somewhere. I just like, why are you all fascinated with serial killers? You're pageant girls and you're interested in murder. I'm slightly worried now. Um, number nine, uh, what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Probably a vet because I just adopt all of them. I'd be like a zoo in my house. I, I'm too, I'd get too emotionally attached to the animals. And I don't think I could, you know, if I had to put one down, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. What's the best sort of pet? I'm I'm a dog person. I have to admit, I am. Yeah. What, what kind of dog? I like a big dog, like a golden retriever. Okay, okay. we can still be friends. And I I, I can't. I only say that because I can't stand small yappy dogs. Oh, they're just <laughs> you know the one They're that barking. fit in your handbag yeah and it's not the dog's fault i always think it's the owner's fault because the owner hasn't trained the dog mm -hmm. so anytime i see a misbehaving dog i'm not angry at the dog the dog's just doing dog things but it's the owner that i always have a bit of a word with uh anyway final question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates hmm. probably that i was just a nice person because i just i just want to be every after every conversation i want people to walk away and be like okay i you feel better after having a conversation what do you think the shoes would be like in heaven immaculate Glim immaculate no scuffs scuffs didn't don't exist in heaven <laughs> oh if only that was true in real life well helena it's been an absolute joy getting to speak to you about a whole range of topics that I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone about before and now I'm really going to go away and look at YouTube tutorials of how to I'll polish send you my some shoes. Links. <laughs> if, if I do end up going to another pageant with really shiny shoes I'll send you a photo and you, you can do. you can give me a mark what do you think like I'll a score out of 10 yeah <laughs> See, you say that jokingly but I would really like to learn how to polish my shoes to the point where they would pass it's inspection. a great life skill it's a great life skill
So what what would I need to show you? Like a whole 360 degree of so the shoe? If you want to cheat, you can use a flash because that makes some shit. No, I don't, nice, yeah. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat. I want to do it the real way. The best way. way to do it is natural lighting um, without the flash and just like go across the shoe like that. So then you can see like the glimmer. And if I can see your camera in the in the in your shoe, then you've passed. <laughs> I'm going to. Um, if you don't hear from me for the next five five weeks, you'll know what, I, what it is I'm <laughs> doing. I'm polishing my shoes. Well, I'll keep you on the line for just a second whilst I hang up with the audience. Um, best of luck with everything, Thank and you. Uh, we will speak to you later. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to thepageantsorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.